Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. What life is like for Ukrainian soldiers in the trenches in the depths of winter. This is the State of Ukraine from NPR News. In the northeastern Ukrainian region of Kharkiv, near the border with Russia, Ukrainian troops are preparing fortifications, getting ready for a possible renewed Russian military offensive. NPR's Tim Mack recently got a tour of those trenches from the top Ukrainian commander in the area, Brigadier General Serhiy Melnik. And Tim learned that the most persistent enemy this January is the cold. Sometimes, it's the days where the weather stays slightly above freezing that are the worst. This region of Ukraine has this black, tarry, sticky mud, impossible to get off your boots. Hiking through it, you feel it in every step, the suction of the mud pulling up against your feet. As a defensive feature, it worked wonders for Ukrainians fighting against the initial wave of Russian attacks last winter. In the first days of war, when they did a full-scale invasion, they encountered this problem. Their vehicles got stuck. Our firing made it so they couldn't take back their vehicles, and they had to retreat. General Melnik is guiding us through the defensive front lines, trenches not far from Russian territory. In September, Ukrainian forces retook all of Kharkiv Oblast, pushing Russian troops out. His soldiers are now occupying former Russian positions and building new ones of their own in the mud. We already know the ambitions of that terrorist Putin. As of today, he's lost the first wave of combat actions in Ukraine. But we already have some intelligence, and they don't hide the fact that they mobilize a lot of personnel. And they will try to flood our country with a second wave to try and break us fully. There are occasional bombardments, but the cold has meant that the battle lines, like the countryside, have been mostly frozen. That's according to Melnik's subordinate, Lieutenant Colonel Maxim Zinchenko. The winter has a really strong impact. Bad weather, difficulty for vehicles passing through terrain. Now the enemy can only use roads, and the winter makes it harder at the checkpoints and the trenches. To get to these trenches, you have to pass countless Ukrainian checkpoints, where soldiers stand guard out in the elements, looking for signs of enemy personnel. Melnik says that the warmth of these troops is a key condition of morale as they await a possible attack. The places in which they live, they have stoves and other conditions to stay warm. And there is nothing that can scare or break them. At one such checkpoint stood Alexander. Like the other enlisted troops interviewed, he declined to give his surname. Warm clothing and short shifts are key, he said. There are usually two people always outside on the street. But the moment you get cold, you can change with the other two people here and warm up. Petro was a construction worker before the war. Now he commands the crew of a tank, which spews thick, dark smoke, but not a ton of heat. He relies on hot drinks in a thermos, he told us. Sometimes they'll get an order to wait in the cold for six to eight hours. 
We put warm clothes on. We have heaters here. We put them on and get warm. Ukrainians have a word for the hastily built living structures in the trenches, constructed with sandbags and wood, sand and mud, oblindage. Serhi Sharnyuk took us on a tour of his. As we enter it, we're greeted by the sweet smell of burning oak. He said this blindage and the adjoining trenches took months to build. They'll bring us prepared warm meals here, and sometimes canned meat as well. Thick blankets cover the beds, and the tables are littered with the necessities. Tea, coffee, juice. Trench candles made of wax and cardboard provide light and a little extra warmth. Nearby, a stray dog named Yulia stands watch. The soldiers feed her, and in return, she barks in the night if someone unusual approaches. And not far away, there's a Starlink satellite terminal, which gives soldiers the ability to access the Internet, even in this rural, remote area of Ukraine. It's an absolutely critical piece of equipment, General Melnik said. Any soldier, no matter the rank, can connect to the Starlink and connect with his leadership, his colleagues, and also with his family. The winter conditions are harsh, he said, but he has hope that the end of the war is in sight. I'll tell you sincerely, and you know it yourself, that every war has its beginning and its end. I am sure that 2023 will bring victory and peace in the houses of Ukrainians. If Ukraine's partners in America and the West continue sending heavy weapons to Ukraine, Melnik said, this will be the last winter of this war on these front lines. Tim Mack, NPR News, Kharkiv. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back to this feed to learn more about the war and its impacts around the world. This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Lisa, in collaboration with West Elm. Discover the new natural hybrid mattress, expertly crafted from natural latex and certified safe foams, designed with your health and the planet in mind. Visit leesa.com to learn more. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.